How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Thursday, September the 30th. Hello, folks. Hope you're having a tremendous day. And, of course, we will be jumping into the world of video games right now. First things first, I want to tell you about a video game that came out called Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Now, Banana Mania is a remaster and a bundle of the first three games in the Super Monkey Ball franchise. They were originally released in the early 2000s, but if you don't know, they're 3D platformers with just monkeys rolling around in balls. Very, very simple game, but is definitely a nostalgic series for a lot of people. All three of these games bundled together gives Banana Mania over 300 levels from the series and a number of different game modes. Now, I will say critics were generally positive about the game, especially the reviewers who were nostalgic for the original ones. They praised the continued approachability of its gameplay. It only uses one thumbstick to play. And many of them said, hey, it's easy to learn and very difficult to master. There's a lot of levels in there, which if you want to 100% is going to take quite some time. They highlighted the audiovisual elements, especially the new cosmetics and characters that can be unlocked, because there's a lot of crossovers like Sonic and Jet Set Radio. Uh, Lots of praise for the different game modes, especially the multiplayer party ones. Probably one of the more divisive topics was the level design. Uh, Some people felt like it was a little outdated because it actually is outdated. It's from an older generation of game design, but it's fair to critique whether or not that holds up in today's day and age. Uh, Other people said, hey, it's as good as it's ever been. You're going to enjoy it. So if you would like a nostalgia driven, glowing review, then you should read Venture Beat. They gave it a perfect score for a nostalgia driven criticism. You should read IGN. They articulated themselves quite well. And here's just a good overall summary from Destructoid. Quote, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania was a pleasant surprise in that it doesn't mess too much with a formula that works, and it makes strides to welcome newcomers into the fold. Not all of its stages are created equal, but this is a great entry point into a series that's been lacking one on modern platforms for a long while. End quote. So feel free to check that out if you're interested. It's releasing on October 5th, that's next week, on PC both Xboxes, both PlayStations, and the Nintendo Switch. According to Sensor Tower estimates, Genshin Impact has generated more than $2 billion on mobile alone following its release last year. $2 billion. That's a lot of of moolah. Uh, During that period of the the year after its release, it was the number three revenue-generating game across the world on mobile, trailing only PUBG Mobile and Honor of Kings. And so according to Sensor Tower, that makes Genshin, quote, one of the most successful mobile game launches ever, end quote, taking less than six months to reach its first billion dollars. So, hey, I mean, the game's off to obviously a great start. There's been some recent controversy around the game's anniversary, but it's all a little bit silly. You know, these developers, they capitalized on a tremendous cross-platform release. They brought the, you know, gotcha system to a lot of Western players for the first time. And they are really reaping the rewards of that and will likely be around for years to come. So, super cool. And uh, just a quick disclosure, Sensor Tower, who provided this data, I am currently employed by them, but it's super difficult to avoid mentioning them because they're very prominent in the industry. So, I'm not aware of any conflicts of interest. Okay, and finally, I wanted to mention next month's free PlayStation Plus games, which have been revealed. Uh, And they're pretty decent, I would say. All of these are available for pickup on October 5th until November 1st, and it is the following games. So on the PlayStation 5, you have Hell Let Loose. This is a realistic tactical first-person shooter set in World War II. It's one of those, like, shooter sims, almost. 
nothing like Call of Duty or anything like that. Uh, released earlier this year, picked up a lot of players on PC. So anyway, it's worth checking out if that's your genre. And then on the PlayStation 4, they're giving away Mortal Kombat 10 or Mortal Kombat X. You know, that game is six years old now, but that's a franchise that's just, it's never too old to play through the campaign. One of the biggest fighting game franchises in the world, you already know whether or not you want to play it. And then the other game on the PlayStation 4 is going to be PGA Tour 2K21. It's the newest golf game from 2K. Uh, It received positive reviews, but that's about all I can tell you. So like I said, that's coming October 5th. You can still pick up this month's games until October 4th. On the PlayStation 5, Overcooked All You Can Eat. On the PlayStation 4, Hitman 2. I highly recommend both of those games. And then also on the PlayStation 4, Predator Hunting Grounds. And hey folks, that music means we are out of time. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd also like to give a big thanks to Doom Fur for leaving me a five-star review. That helps out a lot. Thank you so much. And I'll be back with the news tomorrow, as always. So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. Hey, it's the CGO After Show. Welcome, welcome. Hey, so we were talking yesterday about um, the Steam all-time concurrent players, right? Like PUBG was at the top of 3 million. New World all of a sudden got to number five on its first day. Well, I I ended up tweeting about that, right? Because I was talking about it here on the After Show and I put the graphic up on on Twitter. And uh, a certain listener who happens to have a lot of followers on Twitter retweeted that tweet. Mr. Wasileski, I don't know if you listen to the after show, but you made my Twitter mentions blow up and that has literally never happened to me before. It didn't even go like it's not. I mean, relative to other people, this was definitely nothing. But for me, I've never had so many notifications on my phone at once. And uh, we had one person in, in my Twitter here who actually did some deep diving into why it was that Kathy Rain, which I was saying was like an indie point and click adventure murder mystery was number 15. And I was like, you know, it has 350,000 concurrent players. I can't believe even that many people even played the game. Well, somebody was particularly intrigued by this and they they did some deep diving and they found like, like nobody really made an article about it, but the developers themselves did comment that it was like, hey, the game came out for free and there was trading cards. That's why it happened. But that still doesn't really explain it because there's a lot of games that have done that same thing and they're not getting 350,000 players. And then there's this question of like, was it actually free? Because there's been some Steam records that the game actually went free a few days after it got that peak concurrent player count. There's no conclusion about whether or not that was just a glitch of the Steam charts. That that seems more likely to me than the game being $30 and just getting a spike of players on a single day for some reason. Life is Strange 2 did the exact same thing. Apparently the game did not sell that well, but on one day it went crazy high in terms of players. So I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I just think that that as a as a talking point is super interesting. Uh, hey, you know what I've been doing? I have been watching Squid Game. You've been hearing about Squid Game? It's a Korean drama on Netflix. Oh, okay, Wikipedia calls it a survival drama. That seems to make sense to me. A lot of people are talking about it. I think justifiably so. Uh, it's a very intense show. Definitely not for the faint of heart. If you are squeamish, I would say I'm not particularly squeamish, but even this show has me like, I don't know, like, if you watch something that's a little bit gory or a little bit, like, intense, but it's over the top, it's easy for me. Like, I, I'm, I don't mind seeing it. I even kind of marvel at the aesthetic of it, right? My mom used to do a, a props and makeup class when she was in college, and so she would bring home, like, a bunch of fake 
skin and she would paint blood onto me and stuff for her school projects. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so, you know, once I saw that and I saw how realistic she was able to make a cut on my face, it made it a lot easier to digest to the things I was seeing on screen. But when the show is like super serious and I guess like unempathetic and merciless and it just kind of feels like they're throwing life away, <laughs> if, if that conveys what I'm trying to say, then that's when it really gets to me. Like and, and this show does that. You know, it's it's people fighting for their life in a Saw-like game, right? It's a bunch of people thrown into a, a game to the death, basically. And it's just people getting very emotional and then blam, out of nowhere, uh, they are no longer of this world. It, it really gets to me, and it was because of that that I had to acknowledge that this show was doing something right. Uh, they And there's a lot of other things. I mean, they've got fantastic set design. The colors in the show are tremendous. The acting is wonderful. Anyway, if you've seen it or if you're watching it, let me know what you thought of it without any spoilers. Cause, well, I don't know. So actually, not any spoilers in the short term, but I'm, I am going to be finishing it soon, so I'm not too worried. Anyway, I've talked enough. Thanks. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Of course, back tomorrow, as always. See you then. <laughs>